Hi, I'm Lisa Mirable with Moving You Into the Future with the Advance Group, and I'm here with Jack Maseka. Hi, Jack. Hi, Lisa. In today's podcast, we're going to be talking about if you're a company and you're not moving. In our last episode, we discussed all these major companies making a mass exodus from San Francisco, from New York City, and moving to smaller micro locations. But in this episode, it's going to be a different take. We're going to talk about what do you do if you're staying here? So, Jack, tell me, what do we do if we're staying here? It's a good question. It really is because, again, this pandemic has really changed the way that we look at work. Uh, Prior to the pandemic, companies were very strict about five days a week in the office, you know, maybe occasionally working at home. But for the most part, you're in five days a week, nine to five. And the reason for that is because they felt that productivity would fall off if employees weren't in the office. And then what they found through the pandemic in most cases is that's simply not true. So now companies, especially in tech, are scaling it back. And they're, what happens is this all becomes very competitive. If one tech company says it, well, then an engineer at another tech company is going to say, I want to work at a company that's only going to make me come into the office three times a week or something like that. Right. So it's a trickle-down effect, and it's, or it's, I should say it's a domino effect, where once one does it, then the others follow. And we're seeing, okay, the office space is going to be utilized in a new way. Maybe we don't need as many desks. Maybe we don't need as many floors. Maybe we don't need as many public spaces, lounge spaces and stuff like that. So there is a big reconfiguration and reanalyzation of the office space. And the advanced group can can be a, a, a very, very reliable resource from start to finish uh, uh, you know, through that process. Look, there's no doubt that, you know, when COVID hit and the pandemic, that the office space is being transformed, right? Mm -hmm. There's no doubt. It has its long-lasting effects. There are people that are working from home now. We were at 100%. Now we're starting to bring people back. You know, we've, I've read at least 25% of uh, employees are back on site. And that that's like an overall statistic within the United States, 25% of all employees are now back on site. So there's extra space that's available. The advanced group offers, I know, a lot of um, office, office reconfiguration, they do the cleaning, they get you set up um, so that you can come back safely, which is very important. But I've also read something that I felt was very interesting. They're using the office space in different ways. You, you just sort of touched on that. Now, me as a as mom, <laughs> I loved the idea of working from home. But the only thing I was on twenty four seven. Right. Like you know, now I'm I'm mom. I'm teaching. You know, I, and I'm working. And my workday just seemed never to end because I think that. Um, because of the technology, I was able to work so much more and I was able to be flexible in when I worked and how I worked and, you know, take care of one thing and then move on to the next. But we're seeing now with technology that as people come back, it's changing the way the office space is used. So how is office space being used? Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely a reconfiguration first specifically of the desk layouts, right? Like okay. before the the bench seating was like all the, 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 the big, you know, phase and, and rad and in office space where, you know, it wasn't so much cubicles anymore, but open office space, right? Right. Now we're seeing a reconfiguration of that to allow for more space and also the um, the glass panels in between desks are sure. very popular now. Sure. Um, but it's also, how are we doing that, right? So we're eliminating some of that breakout space that was also very common, you know, the lounge space where there might be sofas and some end tables and more of like a residential living room setting. Mm-hmm. Those are disappearing. 
and those are turning into you know either more room for 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 desks or more of like collaborative open area conference rooms where there might be like um social distancing conference yeah rooms. yeah exactly and there might be like you know movable whiteboards movable tvs uh stuff like that where they can rearrange the space to kind of fit the needs of whatever's going on in there mm-hmm. so so that that's a huge component of it and then you know like i was saying before with this with this evolution and, and revolution here what's going to be important for companies is how they're drawing employees into the office what are they doing to get them there so you know with my experience in tech i saw this firsthand um and the different things that we incorporated into offices that you know a lot of companies didn't necessarily have before because you know we were talking about it before there's a lot of space in new york city and sure. that space isn't going to just disappear like you know it's always going to be there yeah. obviously we might see um lower rent costs because you know the the demand might may not be so high mm-hmm. but how well, it's that's being, a good thing. It is a good thing. It is a good thing because you want people who want to be in the city there. You know, that, that was always the, one of the gripes against the city is people just got priced out. You know, that's not fair in a lot of cases. So it's going to be really nice to see hopefully lower rents that will allow more companies uh, into New York City and not just, you know, it could be in any industry. Uh, so, so I'm very excited about that. And then um, what was I going to say? Oh, how it's being utilized. You know, we had cafeterias in in our offices. Uh, our, 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 you know, now since we have, we're not utilizing all this space because we're not at a hundred percent. We can get a little bit more creative. Are we going to, you know, incorporate maybe maybe a cafeteria, maybe a gym, maybe an event space where we can have more speakers or pop up shops that are going to draw people into the office. You know, that sort of things. And again, we can help give our, uh, you know, consultative. Uh, opinion uh, on what works. Hotel seating is also very unpopular now, and a lot of clients mm-hmm. ask me about that component. So, you know, I, I can offer some insight into that. But it, it, it's all very interesting seeing this uh, evolution of, of the workspace and really it turning into a retail space where you have to draw employees in. You have to draw your employees to come back to work. Right, and offer more benefits right. and make them feel safe. Right, that, yeah, of course, yeah. The, the safety component is also a huge aspect to it because that's what it really comes down to. I mean, you, 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 again, you know, companies need to get the pulse of their employees and understand, okay, what's going to make you feel safe? You know, one of the big things through this whole thing, which I found fascinating, <laughs> what, is what HVAC is systems in buildings. Oh, sure. And how what happened was, you know, in the past, air is reused essentially in these yeah, HVAC recycled, recycled yeah. air right so now with covid we're seeing a, a complete overhaul of the HVAC systems in a lot of buildings and what's happening is is buildings who have got ahead on this are using it as a sales tactic to get uh you know new new tenants in and saying look at what we've done to innovate our HVAC system so we're not recycling air and we also know that we have clean air you know cycling through the building and stuff like that it's it's very very cool it is very cool. And I think we're at 25% capacity, but they're saying that by the end of uh, June, that we're going to be up to a 50% capacity because all the vaccinations that are becoming readily available. So still at 50%, you have some extra space, right? Right. And you talked about the use of a gym, um, daycare. Yeah. I think oh, yeah. daycare has become, you know, uh, another reasonable way to use the space that they have existing and bringing those employees back uh, and giving them, 
you know, uh, benefits to coming back to work. A hundred percent incentives. Incentives, right? Incentives. So, what else have you have you seen um, for these companies? Are, a lot of them have employees that obviously can work from home, but they're sort of migrated in these spaces that maybe like uh, if your office is in Manhattan. The uh, employees live in New Jersey. Maybe right. they live on Long Island. Maybe they're in Queens, Brooklyn, the Bronx, like that area. So, how are they dealing with? Um, how are they dealing with that? Are they taking advantage of of um, you know that y in any way? Yeah, that's actually really interesting. What's happening is some companies, specifically bigger companies, are using cities as almost like a campus. Where, because let's face it, part of you know. One of the worst things about going into work is the commute. I sure. mean, it's a pain in the butt. I mean, the New York City subway system is just, you know, you're especially now where you're in close quarters with everybody, like no one wants to do that. Right, makes you a little right. exactly. skeptical, a little exactly. afraid to be Exactly, around. so, right. you know, some companies are getting a pulse of where their employees live mostly. A lot are in Brooklyn, you know, a lot are on Long Island, yes. and they're setting up satellite offices there. And again, that's where we can really, really help. You know whether that is a sublease space where you're you're setting up new office furniture, or you're moving employees from the headquarters space where all their stuff was, re, you know, previously, to the new uh, satellite offices in these different areas, and then also again the technology component where you're getting these people up and running on a new network, and you know they have to be operational, and there's so many moving parts that go into that. Like I've you know basically set out nauseam at this point. Um, no, but I get it. Yeah. It's like a local flex space, right? Right. That some place where your employees are already at. It makes them feel a little more comfortable. They don't have to come into the office, but yet they have the privacy, right, right. Uh, of being. And also, I'm a social person. Yeah. Like, I know you wouldn't be able to believe that, but uh, I really, really am. I'm a social. Person. Get out of town. <laughs> But I, I really do look for my workplace to be part of a, a there's a, a social aspect right. to that. I like to learn from my peers. I like to throw ideas out to my peers. Hey, I don't know how to handle this. You know, what what do you think? And some of that is kind of hard to do when you are isolated at home, right? And 100%. even though the technology can be there and all that, but it's, it's not the same. So I love the idea of the local flex space because it gives me that ability to go in and, and, and meet with my peers and, and learn from them. Yeah, you said a very important word and it's flex and it's flexible. And that's what employees need because now what you're seeing now is all the Zoom fatigue and people are Sure, Zoom, I'm Zoom. so sick of getting I mean, on another too. Zoom I can't call. Stand I'm like, it. please, I'm like. Right, exactly. But that's what you're seeing now. So again, sure. it needs to be like a checks and balances thing where like some days, yeah, Zoom's going to come in handy and it's going to be really nice, you know, on a Friday during the summer to take your, you know, Zoom meeting, meetings on Zoom. Yeah. But there's other times. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree. <laughs> um, but there's other times where collaboration is important. You get more, I get, everybody gets more done when they're in the office because they go there with a purpose and they know that here's what I have to do today. And you know, especially for new hires, I'm one of them. I started at the advanced group in in in, in basically April when all this stuff was oh, happening. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we didn't know. Yeah, I'm coming up on my one year at the end of this month. Um, but we didn't know this was going to last a year, obviously. But we're like, okay, you know, we'll get through it, and then we'll we'll take it from there. But I haven't met a lot of my coworkers, and like, you know, we're a small company. We we run a tight ship. But for these people who are at these large companies, you know, uh, you know, tech comes to mind. And they're onboarded, and a lot of them haven't met their coworkers, and that kind of stinks because your coworkers become your good friends. You know, I, I, always, I always like to think our journeys led us to here, so we must have something in common. Yeah. So you know, like it's always nice to 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 whether it be you know have lunch with your coworkers or collaborate on a project with your coworkers or 
figure out your similarities and, and what you got going on. A lot of times, you know, the same people. And, uh, you know, that's what happens in the office space. And again, the office space can now be so many things. It doesn't just need to be a place to work. It can be, like I was saying, a place for collaboration. We can t even talk about like having one of the things that I always liked is we had a meditation room mm. uh, at my company. And like, that's if you wanted great. to take five minutes, yeah, that's really cool. And I mean, yeah, decompress for a second. Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, you can't always get that at home, like you said, with the right. kids running around and stuff like that. So, you know, it's it, it can be so many things. And I think the companies who think about that creatively are going to have the most success uh, post-pandemic, safely and creatively. Safely, creatively, and, you know. Flexible. It, I was going to say, it it flexible, there right? There it is, yeah. So what is that? What is the culture of that new corporation? I mean, I think that that's on every everyone's mind moving forward. Is you know we are in a reinventing right. stage, which is exciting and scary, but also um, opportunist, right? right. So there's Correct. so much opportunity. I see. You know, um, one you mentioned before. There's a way to renegotiate maybe some of those leases because it's not in such high demand, and there's extra office space right now in the city. So to be creative with that, um, you mentioned the idea of using the space in a different way, which is, I think, again, uh, really valuable, you know, information and, and sort of how to think about that. I do love the cafeteria idea. Right. I, I mean, think it's, that uh, free food is, is a nice, <laughs> nice, nice incentive to have. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I'll tell you, Derek Stewart, if you're listening, I'll never forget when he brought me to... Uh, he brought me, I was working at Indeed, and we went to our Austin headquarters, oh. and I saw that cafeteria for the first time and the food that they were rolling out there. <laughs> it was something else, let me tell you. Very nice. And so, and like, yeah, it was unbelievable. I remember he was excited to see me for my first reaction. But yeah, it's great. And it doesn't need to be a cafeteria. I mean, there's, I mean, it's hard to like, build a cafeteria, but maybe you get free lunch. You get a, you know, you get a, you get a stipend. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, in terms of, you know, employees and employers, one of the main things too is making sure, well, employees having purpose, you know, what is the purpose of coming into the office? What is the purpose of working for this company? Because we're seeing flexibility. I don't, we don't, I can work for whoever. There's a lot of remote work out there. So how is the company giving the employee purpose, again, not just to come into the office, but also work for the company? And what type of, you know, environment, you know, how, how are you making this a place where, where people feel, you know, safe and comfortable and valued and stuff like that? Safe value. Value is huge. It is. Right? You it know, is. for any employee, I think they want to feel like they're valued and, and, you know, why are they coming to the table, right? Why are they stepping foot right. into that? Why office? am I working here? Why am I working here? The opportunity for the business owner, for the CFO, for the CEO, for the vice president, for the recruiter is all there in redefining what that company does. It's there for to redefine um, the value value that they bring to their employees. And, the, and that in turn, I believe, reflects the value that it brings to their clients, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, we see it at the advanced group, right? Like everybody here feels like they have purpose from what I understand and, and what I've experienced, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, so like, you know, we, we see it and, and we know and, and, and because of that, we bring a better service to our clients and, you know, this is the same for any company. You know, it doesn't need to be just be a, you know, a small business like we are. These large corporations, too, have the same challenge at their hand because I think 
the uh you know the the quality of worker has expanded because you know now we have this whole new office pool like we were talking about last episode with diversity and stuff right. like that you know people can go to different markets now and say okay we're going to hire these new type of engineers or these new type of salespeople, whatever it may be um so it's certainly gotten more competitive but it's also competitive from an employer standpoint to make sure that they're offering the necessary incentives to 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 draw um prospective employees to their company. I think it's also to uh, touch upon like the data flow, right? So working from home, you have one set of data flow, right? And it is much more time consuming to communicate because now you're relying on those emails. You know, of course, you still have the conference call, but it's, you know, in order to be so detailed and, and to communicate effectively, it's, it's, you know, what is the flow of data from one employee to the next? What is being lost mm -hmm. that you can't get on site? And I think that now that they're coming back on site, you're going to see an improvement in that data flow. And, um, you know, the, the way they communicate, the way they interact, the way they collaborate and, and where that opportunity lies is going to become apparent right. when they come back. And you're going to very quickly, I think, see the opportunity within the real estate um, uh, economy of New York, but in any urban culture uh, for those um, you know, tax incentives, right. for the lower rent, for the use of different space, for the acquisition of additional space. Right. You know, maybe you didn't have an area for daycare, but you're going to take an extra floor or two because you want to bring that in for your employees, or you didn't have that you know, um, cafeteria, like right. you said, but you're going to take one of the pieces and you're, and you're going to do that build out. And I think that that's imp important for any economy to really look at what's happening in the real estate market and the real estate trend and to keep it prospering. Right. Um, I've seen, you know, the advanced group come in and plan uh, from beginning to end the reconfiguration of an office, yeah. the cleaning of right. the office, um, and help them come up with a plan of, okay, if you went to 25%, this is what it looks yep, like. Yep. Okay, if you went to 50%, this is what it looks like. And really sort of take them back to getting back on track with um, you know, the space that they have available and the best use of it. Right, correct. So again, we can be very, uh, very flexible. Again, we're saying that word, you know, and, and how we go about this in a, in a resource to, to, to get you thinking in, you know, different ways and different things that we're seeing, you know. And again, with our global and national reach, it's not just in the United States. You know, a lot of uh, sure. a lot of people have been relying on what they've seen in different markets through COVID, you know, specifically in the Far East. Uh, of how they've, you know, reevaluated their space. And we can offer that too, you know, through our global resources, um, how, how different things have been handled in the office redes redesign and reconfiguration. And uh, yeah, you know, and, and like, like I was saying, in terms of flexibility, we can do things and, and reposition things and, and, and reconfigure things as much as you want. You know, I think that's one of the cool things about this is is how the the not just the city ecosystems, but also the office ecosystems just continue to evolve and change and what works, what doesn't work, uh, what might work in this market, but doesn't work in another market. Right. You know, that's like important. all of these things it is because everybody's different. Every company's different. Every every person's different. They, they have different needs and, you know, desires and all of those things. So how are we making it work best for what is needed? And again, I think the companies that get ahead of that and, you know, when they do do it, they do it right. 
They mm-hmm. don't they don't try to, you know, basically say, okay, we're gonna do this and then, you know, it's like I don't want to use bad words, but you know, they 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 have you know, blanket. Um, so, <laughs> gotcha. Yes. So yeah. So it's and and again, that's where we can really be a resource. And, and I'm already doing it now. I've been, you know, what happens is, and, and just to give listeners an idea, I get involved like four months out from when we're really trying to do this usually, and we start talking, and they start, we start figuring out, okay, what can you do for us? What really can you do? And what they find is we can do a lot. And, and then it start. okay, what if we did this? Okay, but what if we did that? And let's get different prices here. And let's take it all into consideration. Because that's what happened is when we present it as a price, as we talked about in our first episode, it incorporates everything. Right, so like, there's no hidden costs. Right, so let's say, let's say like, okay, we're going to pack up all our employees. But and, and initially, we were thinking about putting all of our furniture into storage. Mm-hmm. Right? But then we find we really don't want to pay for storage on a monthly cost. Right. Let's just look at liquidating it. Okay, let's look into liquidation. But what we find is, you know, the market's really not there. So we're just going to kind of give all our furniture away. You know, we paid a lot of money for this furniture. We're just going to just going to let it go. Right. And then what? In, in, you know, two years when people want to be back in the office, we got to rebuy all new furniture and stuff like that. Like, again, and that's what we can offer. And, and one of the things we do as human beings, and it's it's human nature is we get caught so much in the moment. You know, we, we we just think, okay, the office space is leaving. We don't need anything anymore. We don't need any more space. We don't need any more furniture. And then, you know, the cycle goes around again. And, in, you know, whatever, two years, one year, it could be six months. Yeah, we tend to have tunnel vision. We and do. And we all kind of grasp onto, like, these catchphrases right. that people just repeat. And, right. <laughs> and, and, and the forthcoming thought, it's hard to think outside of that, right? Because yeah. you really are being bombarded by these sound you're bites. You're a victim of everyone, the moment. Yeah, you, you become are. a victim, you victim of the victim. moment. And, exactly. and and that's what we can help do is not so much planning. Nobody can predict the future, right. but get you looking outside of that tunnel vision a little bit. Mm-hmm. And like, here's what's working. Here's what's not working. Here's how we can do it in the most cost-effective way where you're not pushing all your chips into the middle and then, you know, you bust and it's over. Right. You know, like that's not what we can do. And again, when we talk about the asset management and stuff like that, you don't necessarily just want to give up all your assets, but how can you make your assets work for you in different ways? You know, if you have the right type of assets on site, they can be reapplied elsewhere. And, sure. and you know, if you want to set up those satellite offices, because again, that's where it comes down to getting the pulse of your employee. Like maybe some of them are saying, listen, I don't mind coming to the office. I like seeing my coworkers. I don't like taking an hour train. Like that's what it comes down <laughs> right. to, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. We're going to move our stuff. We're going to find a satellite office for you. And we have, whatever, 25% of our employees are in Brooklyn. We're going to find a satellite office in Brooklyn. Now, here's we're doing this for you. Here's what we need you to do for us. And like everything in life, it's a push and a pull system. But we can help make that happen. And, and again, you know, because of my experience on the end user side, I understand very, very intimately how to service employees mm. and, and how to, you know, make sure employees are happy. That was... When I was on that side, my the people who I serviced were the employees. So they were the ones who I needed to make sure was happy. They weren't paying me necessarily, but they were the people who, in order for me to do my job successfully, had to be happy. So I learned very, 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 uh, you know, specifically how to make them happy, which, I, and again, I can provide a lot of insight into that. You know, you hit on employees over and over again. Yeah. Some companies have seen some growth during COVID, right? Digital companies, digital marketing companies. We've seen um, all sorts of 
different companies, shipping companies, people in the e-commerce space. You know, no one's really going to retail establishments as much as they were. So we have seen certain segments of of growth. Um, Onboarding new employees, I read a statistic somewhere, and I can't remember where right now, but um, onboarding new employees is very difficult when there's a work-from-home environment, right? you don't get the culture. How do you acclimate them, right, into the culture? Even the do's and don'ts, it's much harder because you're relying on them to read. You know, yes, you can do your Zoom with your human resource director and all of that and some training and yes and no, but it's not the same as when, right, you behave like your other employees. So so when there's new new hires um, and bringing them on board, how has that affected, you know, the advanced group? And Well, it's interesting because, again, you want to get them acclimated to that culture. So, like, one of the things we used to do when, when I was in tech was we used to have, like, a, you know, a new, new hire goodie bag where it has all sorts of stuff in it and stuff like that. Now what we're seeing is because you're working from home, you know, some companies, and again, this is the companies who can't afford to do so, are allowing you to pick out some stuff from a catalog and, uh, you know, you can get, you know, a couple of different things that help makes working from home a little bit easier for you. And that's where we can help. We can, you can order that stuff through whatever. And, you know, rather than relying, because we see this sometimes and it's terrible, they'll drop the stuff off at your house. <laughs> yeah. Let's say it's a new desk, right? just hypothetically speaking, right. new desk. And then you're left there to build it. And yes. like, you know, a lot of times these people don't know how to do that or, or you know, that, that becomes an added not cost in terms of money, but cost in terms of time. So we can get all this stuff ordered. Ideally, if you're ordering like a head, we can store it all in our warehouse. And if they pick it from the catalog, we can have it there in, you know, whatever, 48 hours, 72 hours, set it up for them, make sure it's all working. If it's an IT aspect, we can get it all connected, make sure it works for them. That whole thing to get them acclimated to the culture because, you know, let's face it again, you can only do so many Zoom happy hours where they send you a bottle of wine. <laughs> right, and, or, you know, or a snack bag. Right, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, that's been a little bit more of a personal touch that that some employers are implementing um, that, that we can help with and, and you know, uh, make them feel as at home as possible in this new role. I really like that idea. Yeah, it is a I good mean, idea. I know uh, identifying the pain points of working from home can be difficult for an, an employer, right? To try and figure out what are, what are those real pain points and then, so I guess the first thing to do would be to identify what your pain points are. It right? is, and then and some companies do a good job of that, others don't, but from what I've seen, the companies I work with do a good job of it. Um, but uh, And then come to you and ask you, right. how, how, do we, how do we fix these pain points from, you know, a, a bring back to office, you know, return to office sort of standpoint, or Mm -hmm. if we're going to continue at home, how do we implement, you know, the rollout of, um, of bringing them back to office and at what speed do we do that? Right. Well, yeah. And we talked about that briefly in our first episode, as far as like packing up items and cleaning and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, maybe delivering it to homes again, we can set that all up. We even have done in the past where, uh, employees come into the office and they pick their stuff up just to save on the delivery cost. But that's all done in a very, um, you know, delegated and detailed way. So, you know, like basically different pockets of time, people are allowed to come in in, in order to pick their stuff up. And we'll have a representative from the advanced group there, you know, a couple of representatives there who are, you know, making sure, okay, here's your box. They know where it is beforehand who's coming in at this time. Let's make sure their stuff is prepared. They can get in, get out. You know, they're not dilly-dallying around, stuff like that. So it works very well. 
I love the idea of the um, whole delivering, yeah. you know, to the office and even, you know, when it comes to office desks or the things that yeah. they had. I mean, desks was just an example. Right. It's usually not desks. It's usually something like uh, the standing desks are yeah. very popular. Yeah. But again, those are heavy and like, sure. you know, they're, they're cumbersome. So, uh, you know, you, you want to make sure it, it gets set up um, and, and see, here's the thing. And this is why it's nice to work with somebody like us. Nobody at any, it's, they had the best intention of giving them something nice and they would have never thought that the person delivering it wouldn't unpacking and set it up. They would never know that. Right. But that's why when you work with somebody like us, we do know that. And we do think of those things. And, you know, like, like any service or, or consultant or strategist who you're working with, we offer that differing viewpoint uh, to, to help protect you against those unforeseen things that come along with the, the moving and the office opening and the office reconfiguration process. Now, we talked a lot about New York City and, um, you know, the sub-satellite offices around New York, but is that also happening in other areas? It depends, you know. Yeah, so yes, yes, it is. Okay. Um, it, it's it's mostly in, in urban cities, areas like that. But uh, yeah, it, it it certainly can because it it's not a it's again your real estate portfolio for a lot of companies is the second largest expense to um, actually paying your employees, like mm. you know employee salaries. So it's all about how you go about it and how you utilize your space, right? So like. You know, if you break the lease where you had five floors, but now you're going to set up five different satellite offices, because again, and, and I care about this stuff. Have you ever heard the theory that people work best up until 150 people? Yes, yeah. I actually have. Right, yeah. right. So like some companies are looking at it in that aspect where, okay, where are our pockets of people and how are we setting up to, to have this, you know, 150 person max, right. you know, and stuff like that. And, uh, Again, that's where it gets very interesting with we're lowering the amount of commuting that's necessary. We're creating spaces that are safe and inviting and, uh, you know, enticing to employees. And we're still keeping our culture. You okay. know, we're not losing our culture through all of this. I think that that's really important. But when you talk about safe and inviting, like you mentioned the um, plexiglass mm -hmm. partitions. Mm -hmm. Very right? popular. In between. Um so there used to be cubicles, and then we went to right, open space, right. and now we're doing screened partitions, but are they still in open spaces? What is the office looking like yeah. now? What is, walk me through an average design that you're working on. So, so a lot of, to answer your first question, yes, it's still open desk office spaces, okay. but with the partitions in between. Okay. Um, and the good thing about them is, is they are, they're easily in and out. So like if, let's say somebody didn't want them, so like they could pop them out if they want. Hinged, yeah, easily correct, hinged. Correct, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so you know, that's the good part about that. Um, also stems towards our flexibility and you know the individualism of people and their decisions. Um, but uh, what we're seeing a lot of is the basically getting rid of all the lounge lounge furniture. Okay. I shouldn't say all of it, but a lot of it, seventy five percent of it, okay. and, and that space is being reutilized for either more space for desks mm -hmm. or those collaborative, you know, free thinking areas, I kind of like to call them. Okay. And yeah, we're seeing a lot of those. We're also seeing in the bigger projects, um, less conference rooms and, and that space, yeah, again, is being utilized for more, um, 
like office desk space or can be turned into what we were talking about before, like event space and stuff like that. And again, these are through the larger mm. um, the larger floor plates and, and, and things of, of that nature. But yeah, you're definitely seeing a lot of that. Uh, and, and when I say less conference rooms, even though they're less conference rooms, it, 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 they're, they're making them bigger. So there'll be bigger oh, conference okay. rooms. Bigger you know, conference right, rooms you know so I'm you saying? can social distance. Right, okay. correct, correct. Mm -hmm. And have more space and uh, you know stuff like that. And it, it's also interesting because what you can do in those rooms too is you, know, you can get those movable partitions and you can easily turn a, you know, four-person conference room into a 16-person conference room very easily. Um, but it all stems into acoustics and, you know, creative architectural design and stuff like that. And I love that stuff. So that's why... You have partners within the... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, very much so. And again, I've... I've uh, we have, I mean, very, very talented partners in, in that regard. And I've had the privilege of working with a lot of designers through my career in architects. Um, you know, interior architects is what they're called. Okay. Uh, so I understand what they do and I love it. I, I, you know, I like to wish I could do that in, in you know, some cases. <laughs> Maybe in your next right, life. Right, <laughs> exactly. That's why I've, I'm, I'm pot committed to the moving industry now. But, there you go. You know, maybe in my next life. So we hear a lot about um, the cubicles even being lowered in sizes so that mm -hmm. the air does um, flow differently, right? Because of the, all the hemp filters, it can be cleaned right. more easily, less virus, uh, you know, microbials being able to be, you know, sort of swayed. Um, so there's more of that lower type of cubicle, but still in that open space. That's really interesting. I would think like everyone wanted to be like in their own little office and their own, but no. Yeah. I mean, and see, because there's going to be with hoteling, that's being implemented and, and what hoteling is for, for yeah, listeners. Yeah, what is hotel? Right, for who might not no know. Idea. It's basically there's no assigned seating anymore. So employees do not have an assigned desk anymore. They come into the space, they rent a desk for the day, like a hotel, and you uh, have that desk for the day. And there's technology and software that allows for that and you'll know. So like, let's say one team wants to come in to say, okay, we need to find a spot for eight desks that are open on a certain day We'll reserve spots for this day. We'll plan to be in the office. We'll work together. But let's say, you know, there's another employee who does want that space. They're going to find the hotel seat where there is the least amount of employees scheduled for that day to be in, and they'll have the most space possible. I love that. Yeah, it is. And it's very interesting. And some companies are going as far as to say, okay, there will never be more than 50% of employees in the office in a certain day, and they'll be able to track that and do that through hoteling. And they'll know, like they'll get alerts that say on Wednesday, whatever date, uh, we're, we're at 45% right now. And then once it hits 50%, it's closed out. No more employees can, can, Enter. yeah, can, can, you know, come in on that day. Um, and, and see again, from the data collection, they're going to be able to get a lot of very valuable information of that. What days are employees coming into most? Mm -hmm. Why are they coming in on this day? What What is drawing them in that day? Are we offering certain incentives on this day that we're not offering on that day that might you know, get more employees in on these mm -hmm. days where we're not seeing so much? Um, so it's all very, very, very fa fascinating. All right. So here's the uh, $100 million question. Huh, I'm ready for it. <laughs> is the office space as we knew it pre-pandemic gone forever? Huh, huh. I mean, forever is a long time, mm. you know, uh, but 
the days of nine to five, five days a week, I think are definitely behind us for the foreseeable future. And and what that idea sparks, the thought it sparks, is what does that mean for employees and companies? You know, what what type of freedoms and restrictions for that matter, what type of freedoms does it allow for for employees and, and what type of restrictions does it allow for companies? And um, how are we making sure that like everything in life, there is a checks and balances to make sure that everything still functions and operates that we needed to for us to be a successful company. And, uh, you know, I think it, it, it's going to be really, really interesting because we were talking about it before. If employees are working from anywhere, does that mean lower salaries? Mm. Uh, does that mean more or less vacation days? You know, it, it's all very interesting. It is all very interesting and a lot to figure out. And I, I mean, I'm excited for it so. because it's always the office space isn't going anywhere. I think we've established that. Um, but how it's utilized is going to be different. And and I think the companies who offer the most and, and that's one of the things I've seen through all this is that people just seem to, I shouldn't say people, but organizations just seem to be so cookie cutter with mm. everything, you know, and like, okay, this is what we're doing. And or th- and this is what we're doing because that's what this person in this company is doing. I think the, the companies who can be most creative about it and really get a pulse of their employees, that's the most important thing in my eyes, from a safety uh, p- position and also a... Um, you know what they want from a from a company in an office space position. Those will be the ones that are most successful in the future, and, and that's what I'm really most excited to see. And the ones I hope I get to work with, because uh, you know, you, I can come in and do a, a variety of different things. If you just need me to be the mover, you know, I can be the mover. <laughs> right. But you know, if you need me from a cons- consultative standpoint, as far as what I'm seeing work for other companies and other clients, you know, I can be that person too. And and the bottom line is, and I said this before, is I'm here to help. I want you to be as you know successful as possible and as happy as possible through this process. You know, moving stinks. Let's face it, and and stressful. Right, it's stressful. It's stressful for everyone, the worker, the employee. Exactly. So I aim to the make employer. it as as comfortable and 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 as fun as possible because it because it should be. You know, it's at the end of every new move is a new beginning. So, you know, I want that new beginning to be as as fun and exciting as possible for the people I work with. Well, I think that's a great segue to say goodbye. Yes, yes. And tune in next episode. <laughs> tune in to our next episode. <laughs> Where we'll be talking about other new beginnings. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of new beginnings happening. And that, there's definitely, that is is you know, true. an opportunity right now, I think, for, for everyone. Right. Employers and, and employees. What are we going to be talking about next? I think what we were talking about next is going to be... Uh, oh, the return to office, and and so we talked about the reconfiguration. We did, and 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 you know, next episode we're going to talk about the return to office, and I am actually going to be in Florida for the next two weeks at the end of the month. And poor baby, I know, Life really, I know, I know, I need the sun. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> we all need vitamin D. But uh, I'm going to be doing some canvassing down there and studying uh, the different cities down there. And, and I'm gonna try to meet with some people down there and see, get their pulse of what's going on and, and what type of growth. And we can talk about that, possibly have a guest on uh, to talk about that down there. And and yeah, what I'm seeing. Yeah, you know, I, I eat, breathe it. So. Well, you are the trendsetter, yeah, right? Hey, so um, 
if you if you'd like to tune in next time, we'll be talking about returning to office, talking about cleaning, office reconfiguration, all of those things that are so important to every employee and employer and the new trends. So thank you for tuning in to moving into the future with the Advance Group. And thanks, Jack. Thank you, Lisa. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Be sure to subscribe and visit us on the website at theadvancegroupgrp.com.